Sure subject matter, coarse language, intense situations, and is meant for an adult audience. Listener discretion is advised. Terrifying monsters are the ones trapped within us. Bleeders Digest, issue number 19. They're everywhere. This story is called They're Everywhere, written by Spider One. And I'm Bryce Johnson. I'll be narrating. A young woman runs. This is Annie. She's in a state of panic, bruised and bloody. She hyperventilates and gasps for air yet somehow finds the strength to keep moving. She stumbles and falls face first into the hard dirt. She lets out a painful scream. Her head jerks up from the ground and focuses on something in the distance. A dilapidated shed, about half the size of a one-car garage, peeks over the horizon. It doesn't look like much, but it could be exactly what she needs to survive. With a shriek, Annie picks herself off the ground and runs toward the old shed. Moments later, she kicks the wooden door open and frantically enters the broken-down structure. In a whirl, she slams the door shut behind her and locks it tight. From the small of her back, tucked into her jeans, she pulls out a handgun. She grips the gun with two shaky hands and aims around the room. Annie breathes heavy, and her eyes dart from floor to ceiling. Corner to corner, nothing. She is alone. Her shaking subsides, and her heart rate begins to settle. Annie lowers the gun, leans back against the door, and slides to the ground. Quiet. Only her breathing fills the room. more quiet, until someone, or something, bashes loudly on the outside of the door. It rattles the shed, and Annie scrambles away from the sound. She holds, expecting another bash, but instead is assaulted by a sickly, inhuman growl. Shit. They found her. Annie lets out her own monstrous wail in response. She rifles through some boxes, pushing aside anything not useful. Hidden behind some junk, she finds a few bottles of water. Her eyes widen. Annie opens one and guzzles it down. She pulls out her cell phone. The battery life is low. Fuck! She goes back to frantically looking through boxes. She finds one full of wires, cables, and plugs. She digs deeper through the contents. Come on, come on, come on, come on! Finally, she pulls out an AC cable and takes a close look at it. Yes! Yes! She scrambles along the floor looking for an electrical outlet. 
Success. Annie plugs in her cell phone, and it dings into charge mode. She smiles, but her small moment of relief is quickly interrupted by another guttural growl from outside. This one, even louder than the first. Annie jumps back into survival mode. She finds a box of tools and some scrap wood piled in a corner. She hammers some boards over the small windows, then moves some heavier items in front of the door. It's secure, but for how long, she thinks. Some more violent banging begins from the outside. Clearly, she is surrounded. Annie backs up and aims her gun at the banging. She is terrified and shaking, but doesn't shoot. The outside attack grows more crazed. The moans, growls, bangs, and scratching crescendo into a deafening maelstrom. Just as Annie is certain the walls will collapse around her, it stops. Again, quiet replaces chaos, and she eventually settles down and lowers her weapon. This will be home for now. A single dim light bulb flickers from above. Annie sits on the dirty floor and scratches a line into the wall with a rusty knife. It is the twelfth line carved into the wall. Twelve days. She picks up her cell phone and starts recording a voice note. Day twelve, I think. Still here. Still alive. Still eating stale crackers and peanut butter. So there's that. <clears throat> Water's almost gone. Guess I'm lucky to have made it this far considering what's out there. I've called everyone I know, but no one answers. I suppose they're dead. Or hiding. I really hope hiding. Still running that day over and over in my head. How... How Paul told me to run and he would distract them so I could get the police. Memories flash in Annie's head of Paul screaming for her to run, pushing her to head towards the flashing police lights. Annie, in tears, screams no, but goes anyway. But the police were all dead. And Paul was gone by then. More memories haunt her. A half dozen dead cops, bloody and half eaten. And then... Those things in the distance running towards her. I pried... I pried a gun from one of the dead cop's hands and ran, but it didn't get far before one of them was right in front of me. I shot him in the head. I had to. Annie sits quiet for a moment. Tired. She stops recording and puts her phone on the floor. Time passes, and Annie is curled up. Sleeping. It's quiet. The doorknob starts to move a bit. Then a bit more. Someone is trying to open the door. Annie stirs, but doesn't wake up. Finally, the doorknob does a full, creaking twist. The lock pops, and the shed door slowly swings open. The silhouette of something fills the frame. Slowly, it begins to shuffle towards a sleeping Annie. It reaches her and stands over her and stares. The thing crouches down. Its decomposing face moves close to hers, only inches away. Slobber from its gaping mouth drips and stretches to the floor. Its breathing is heavy. 
The repetitive sound of its breath continues, but then slowly transforms into something else. Buzzing. The buzzing of a cell phone. Annie pops awake with a gasp. She's alone. It was only a dream. She looks to her phone on the ground next to her. It's ringing on vibrate. The name Paul illuminates across the screen. She scrambles to answer. Paul? Annie, are you okay? Where are you? The police. They're all dead. I I had to run. I, I couldn't find you. I'm sorry. Slow down. Where are you? I've been hiding. I'm okay. Listen to me. You have to tell me where you are so I can come and get you. No. No. It's too dangerous. They're... They're everywhere. Annie, I'm here with your parents. We all want to help. We can help. My parents? They're alive? Of course they're alive. Just tell me where you are. Can you describe where you are? Annie looks around. I'm in, um... I'm in some kind of shed. Like... Like a storage shed. It's it's full of boxes and tools and stuff like that. I boarded up the window so they can't get in. A storage shed? Is it like the one we have at our house? Annie starts to cry. <laughs> I don't know. Yes, I guess. I, but I don't know where I am. I ran so far. I don't know. I'm scared. I thought you were dead. Annie, please, just stay put. We'll find you. You can't. They'll kill you. They'll kill all of you. Please. Just stay put. Paul hangs up. Hello? Hello? She puts down the phone and picks up the gun. Sounds of creature moans and growls start to grow from the outside. Annie huddles on the floor, gun in hand. The monster sounds grow louder and louder until a pounding on the door. Annie, it's me. Are you in there? Annie doesn't answer. Another pound on the door. Annie! Then, a woman's voice from outside. Annie, baby. Mom? Open the door. Annie, we're all outside. Me, your mom, your dad. Open up. Annie stands and almost goes for the door, but stops. No! You've got to go. It's too dangerous. They'll kill you. They'll kill you like they killed everyone else! Come on, Annie. There's not much time. Come with us. Annie is in a quiet panic, trying to decide what to do. Until finally... Okay. Stand back from the door. I'm coming out. Be ready to run! Okay, all clear. Annie rushes to the door, unlocks it and pushes it open wide. She bursts forward into the daylight with her gun aimed. Paul, Annie's mom and her dad step back with fear. They are shocked at Annie's disheveled and dirty appearance. Annie swings right, then left, aiming her weapon. Honey, put the gun down. It's okay now. We're all here. Annie doesn't lower the gun. Where are they? Where the fuck are they? Annie nervously darts her eyes in every direction. We've got to run. We all have to run! Annie, it's okay. 
Then Annie notices two other men standing with Paul and her parents. She doesn't recognize them. They are large and both wear white coats. <gasps> Who the fuck are they? They're here to help you. They just want to help you. The two men make a step towards Annie. Stay where you are! Don't touch me! Don't you fucking touch me! Annie! Honey! Annie points her gun at the two strangers. Don't you see? They're them! Those things will turn you, they'll turn into those things, and when they do, they'll kill us. Kill us and fucking eat us! Just like they did everyone else. No, they just want to help. We need to run! We all need to run! Everyone stands in a stunned silence. I said run! Annie takes off. She pushes past the two men in white coats and nearly knocks them to the ground. Annie, wait! Come back! Annie ignores Paul's plea and sprints out of sight. She runs across what is clearly a typical suburban backyard, then down a typical suburban driveway onto a typical suburban street. No monsters in sight anywhere. No dead cops. No dead anyone. The sun is out. Birds are chirping. Everything is very normal. Annie makes it to the middle of the street. She stops and spins in a circle, gun aimed at her would-be attackers. A next-door neighbor stops mowing his lawn and stares at Annie. Another neighbor, watering plants, looks on in confusion. A woman walking her dog stops to gawk, eventually taking a quick picture with her phone. Two young boys on bikes point and laugh. Where are they? Where did they all go? But no one answers Annie. They just stare as if she's lost her mind. Confused and disoriented, Annie stands alone in the middle of the street, gun in hand. After a moment, her unease begins to dissolve and clarity takes over. The monsters were always here, she thinks. Neighbors, friends, family, they were always here just hiding beneath a veil of lies and disguise. It was only she that could see the truth, see their ugly, flesh-eating, deadly persona. You won't get me. I won't become one of you! Soon, she is surrounded by more of them. It's amazing how innocent they all look right now, she thinks. No doubt at any moment they'll transform and attack. She wouldn't be fooled by their appearance or fraudulent concern. No, not this time. Her trust in Paul had almost cost her her life. She couldn't let that happen again. So Annie runs, like she had done so many times before. Runs for shelter. Runs for hope. And runs for the possibility of the life she once knew. <sighs> If you or someone you care about is suffering with depression or emotional distress, you are not alone. There is someone there to listen 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255. They're Everywhere. Written by Spider One. Narrated by Bryce Johnson. 
featuring Chrissy Fox as Annie, Spider One as Paul, engineered by Tyler Connolly. Production, sound design, and music by Chrissy Fox. Theme music by Tyler Connolly, Chrissy Fox, and Trevor Shand. Bleeders Digest is created and curated by Spider One, Chrissy Fox, Trevor Shand, and Lauren Shand. Subscribe on your favorite podcast provider to never miss an episode. Bleeders Digest is a presentation of the Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network. All right, it's the Bleeders Digest post show. I'm Trevor. That wasn't enthusiastic okay. enough. It's the Bleeders Digest post show. No, no. No. <laughs> there we go. I'm Lauren. Did you introduce yourself, Trevor? I did. I did, I did the first time, but I'll, I'm Trevor. And Lauren. <laughs> and I'm Spider. And I'm Chrissy. It's a past, yeah. <laughs> so at time of release, it's our Halloween celebration with special <laughs> guest actors and narrators from the horror community all month long. We've had, who have we had so far? Scout Compton. Katie Cassidy last week. And now Mr. Bryce Johnson, who is amazing. Yep, Bryce Johnson, good buddy of mine, was in uh, Death Valley. Did you have a hand in casting him in Death Valley? Yeah, I remember. Uh, I actually remember the day he came in. He sat with uh, Brian Callen, who ended up casting as well. And they just improv this whole scene of them in like a squad car. <laughs> and you're just like in tears, just dying. They're just so funny. I have such a, such a huge amount of respect for... Uh, Cats that fight. What the hell was that? Cats were fighting. Um, you know, for guy, for people that can improv comedy. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, I know I'm pretty funny, like really funny, but no, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> but uh, yeah, these guys are yeah. So I do remember. Yeah, I had a, I uh, yeah, I was a vote a yes vote for Bryce. For well, sure. you love that. He what was the Bigfoot movie? He was in the was it Willow, Willow Creek. Creek? Yeah, yeah, he, he was, was in. Uh, yeah, if anyone hasn't seen this, not to not to like promote anything else, <laughs> I guess. But but there is a movie. He, he, I mean, he's been in a ton of stuff. And as Trevor, you know, you you watch popular. I have, yeah, I did. I'm I a huge too, FYI, and yeah. and Bryce is all, and I also watch Pretty Little Liars, which yeah, yeah. Love that's Little Lauren's like favorite show, and he's yeah. on that show as well. Oh and shit! What do you mean? You didn't know? He's the, the cop. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He was, I think he was just in the other night. American uh, Horror American Story. Horror Story. That's he right. He plays uh, like uh, an astronaut. He plays like, Neil Armstrong. Yeah, he plays. Yeah, that's yeah. right. But anyway, so he was in this movie directed by Bobcat Goldway called Willow Creek, which is a like a sort of a, you know, it's a Bigfoot movie. And it's a, it's really scary. I've heard people say that this is one of the bi- best, bi- like it's like a found footage Bigfoot movie, it's right? Awesome. So, so the premise is that he goes, he's obsessed with Bigfoot and he takes his girlfriend, which who isn't quite as into it as him, but she's, you know, she's going along with, with the whole thing. And he's making this documentary going to the original site where that original Bigfoot footage was shot, right? The, the with the, you know, and he's walking through the, yep. and so, crazy shit happens and it's it's a really fun but genuinely scary movie there's a scene which i won't give out but it's a, an extended one-shot scene that's really scary so if anyone hasn't seen willow creek they need to check it out and he is actually obsessed with bigfoot and he has this 
really badass podcast called the Bigfoot Collectors Club. And can I, I was just, just going to say, I I, exactly what you're going to say. I forgot the biggest credit of all on his resume is that he is in my movie, Allegoria. That is a TBD to be determined release, but it is on the way for next year. So you will see Bryce play the part of a tortured painter, Marcus Muller. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and he plays my boyfriend in the film. Yeah. But wait, I didn't let them meet because he's much better looking than me. So yeah, we only were allowed to talk on the phone. <laughs> keep that shit separate. Yeah. He fell in love when he came in and did Bleeder. So no, no, I've met him before. He's fantastic. I love his voice. It's so creepy. It's like unsolved mysteries. Like yeah, he's what? like the narr- He's a narrator. Everyone yeah. just heard the story. He's a narrator on There Everywhere, episode nineteen, yeah. by the way. And when you get a professional in, to it's amazing because he just did it once with no mistakes and i'm like god damn it (laughs) takes me i'm like you know stumbling over every other line every time i have to narrate a story but he just read it straight through and i'm like well i guess that's what a professional actor does going back to willow creek for a sec the most scared i've ever been as a kid is watching police academy two i think yes two (laughs) what bobcat goldthwaite is in police (laughs) academy two and he talks crazy right he has that crazy way he talks scared the shit out of me when i was a kid Oh God, so he talks like that when he does his stand-up, or he used to. I don't know I don't if he still. He does it. Yeah, I don't think he does it anymore. But he's, you know, honestly, he's a big, uh, he's a big horror guy. Like he loves, like he had another show uh, that he. It was like a, a anthology series, a horror and antho- comedy and horror. And he's just like a. I just know that he's a big, big horror fan. Maybe genre. he wants to voice something for Bleeders. You know, not what? like maybe. that. It scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Well, maybe that's the ticket. Yeah, that's he brings it. that I mean, guy back. Like, oh, 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 yeah. You know what? I am gonna. Yeah, we're gonna reach out to Bobcat, and he will do. Well, I'm gonna, that's the goal. Get him on episode one, season two, Leaders Digest. Yeah. Okay. Let's put that out there. If you're listening, I'm sure he is. That'd be awesome. Oh, well, if he finds out that we're involved, he probably won't do it because I think he's declined the Boo Crew twice. But <laughs> oh, no. Oh, man. We'll talk to him. <laughs> yeah, at least one. Yeah, right. yeah, no, he has, he has, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> it's got awkward. <laughs> the most flattering intro possible. And mediocre ball. questions followed what by mediocre ball. questions. <laughs> so let's get into the, uh, speaking of mediocre questions, let's get into the idea behind there everywhere. It's a zombie story, or is it? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! I had a couple glasses of wine. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it, 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 it. Well, you already heard it if you're listening to this. So yeah, it is a. It is a zombie story in the mind of the main character, whose name I can't remember. Annie. Annie. Yeah, Annie. Annie. Who? Who? Annie, has are you sh- okay? Annie, are you okay? Yeah, yes. that's a, I like literally recorded the Annie parts with our two-year-old daughter in the other room, and she was hysterically laughing at me when I was screaming and crying, which is so hurtful. Like, so hurtful. It's like she didn't even like wasn't even concerned. Well, and we, then I came in, she's like, "Mommy, what are you doing?" And I was like, "Okay, cool." Let's be honest, you scream and cry so much. That's true. <laughs> okay. I'm a two-year-old. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 really, what the story is, guys, get serious. Come on. It's a, uh, you know, it is a, it's a mental health story. Yeah. It's an anxiety story. It's a, it's a story of a, a girl who has issues. Yeah. But then at the same time, I feel like there is something there that maybe she's right. You know, maybe 
those people are about the neighbors and stuff are about to change and actually attack her and they're all tricking her. Maybe she is. Well, she's right in the sense she's wrong. Coming from the guy who wrote the story. (laughs) I'm taking my own perspective and I think she's right because I played her and I'm always right. She's right right in the sense she's not right that there's, there are zombies. They are zombies, but she's right that these people are out to get her. Yeah. And if you live in North Hollywood, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> if you look with Spider One, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's a good story. I think it's a it's it has a, it's a couple different meanings behind it, and I think it's also uh, you know a, a case of uh, to to uh, be aware of your own mental state, as Bryce pointed out in in his mm-hmm. uh, his commentary on the story. Especially nowadays, it's extra important because, you know, I feel like everybody's been going crazy the past few years. So it's definitely very important. I imagine because we have a shed. We have a shed. We do. And I imagined it happening in our shed. I imagined you in the shed just boarding up the shed. I was actually in the shed when I was recording it, just acting it out. (laughs) Spider's trying to get in. Are you okay? (laughs) Annie! Annie, are you okay? <laughs> yeah. Annie, okay. You were in the shed last night and our son came home and he didn't know he was there and it was in the dark and he scared the shit oh, out of him. Yeah. I was looking for a screwdriver. And Riley opened the door. Like, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> it is scary though. I want to put Frank out there for him. Oh my God. So move out hilarious. I'm like, sorry, dude. <laughs> He's like, why didn't you tell him I was out there? I was like, I don't know. I didn't think about it, but it was really weird. Yeah. <laughs> Well, now would be a great time to hear what Bryce had to say about it. Here's Bryce. <laughs> so this is Bryce Johnson. Um, and one thing I love about this story is I feel like I've been Annie once or twice in my life. Uh, it's so important to to take care of your, your mental health. And because uh, if not, the world can really go spiraling out of control. And I think that's what happened for Annie. But... Uh, I hope you enjoyed the story. I really enjoyed reading it. And uh, and yeah, take care of your mentals, y'all. If you enjoyed There Everywhere or any of the other stories on Bleeders, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps the show get found and keeps the episodes coming on these well, post shows. We might actually read your review. We have two tonight. Two? Yeah. You want to read it? Yeah, it's uh, from uh, Dragon Slayer 57 <laughs> And he said that... Uh, <laughs> I don't know about this. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Well, I'm going to read two. This one's scary. Five stars. I've waited so long for this. And I have to give a shout out because I know for a fact, even though it's a fake name, that Tyler wrote this, who played the character in um, It Happened to Us, the weird serial killer Buffalo Bill style guy. So he he gave a shout out for that. But I had to read his eventually because I laughed really hard when he he commented that. Let's go way back. Let's Let's just read our very first comment. Yeah. Bravo with a tongue wait, sticking wait. out. Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> Bravo. No, and then this one's from Six Dewey Six Six. Patiently waiting for more. Ah, oh, so good. Uh, Hand clapping. So good. We're doing pretty good here in our Halloween. We're almost going to wrap up season one, though, right? Like, I mean, we're talking yeah. about taking a little break here. Yeah, I think after November, we're going to take a break. But the next week's story is really cool. I'm really excited about it. So actually, next week is special because 
Bleeders Digest for the first time ever is releasing two episodes in one week. Woo! Woohoo! An episode on Monday. Oh my god! Called Carnivore. The Carnivore. And it stars Laura Manel, who um, was one of the leads on History Blue Book. Um, she was just in the new Batwoman series, and she's fantastic. And she's from Canada, which I love. And she's History Blue Book. Isn't that what it's called? I don't know. I was on History Blue Balls. Is that a different thing? <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's I don't want to talk uh, about that. Great. I don't want to talk about that. But she's amazing, and um, there might be some werewolves appearing, which Ooh. is there, which is the first time we've done that. So that's exciting. <laughs> werewolves are uh, it's good to yeah, good topic to your favorite werewolf then, movie. Oh, that's a good question. I mean, I obviously have to say Underworld Evolution because I was in it, but. Oh, and also, I think they're really cool in it. They're really, nah, really cool. Not a fan. Oh, shut up. I mean, I'm a fan of your scene, but other well, than yeah. that. Is it at the beginning? Is your scene at the beginning? No, I mean, there's like a couple scenes. So, I mean, uh, it's, it's kind of the middle. It's kind of um, risque, honestly. I, just, I have a blood orgy. It's me and uh, Stephen McIntosh and Kaya Yestal, and we have a blood orgy. Mm. Oh, and totally then, normal. And yes, exactly. And then Kate Beckinsale shows up and kills you. She does. She attacks me, kills me. And then you're way cuter than her. Oh, no, I don't know. I'm, I'm a pretty big fan of Kate Beckinsale. She's pretty stunning. But thank you, Spider. And then at the end, you'll see me later after I'm dead, too. I get, you know, and there you get to see my ass in that. So that's fun. I guess. Yeah. No, yeah. You but. see my ass like twice in that movie. So twice. Yeah, when in the end, when I'm dead, he carries me down the stairs, and you can see my ass. Again. Oh, that was a stunt ass, though. That's where I think uh, Teen Wolf Two. Yeah, Jason Bateman. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, this is the weirdest one we've ever done. Oh, I like that movie, Cursed. Oh, with Christina Ricci. American Werewolf in London. That's a classic. Yeah. Interesting enough. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, I was on Twitter. And I asked the question to my millions of Twitter followers, <laughs> name five perfect movies, right? And there was only a couple of movies that were uh, duplicated in the results. And American Werewolf in London came up more than once. Great movie. It's a great movie. movie, though. I mean, I don't know who, who's in charge of deciding that. I mean, I think, what about Ginger Snaps? I think Ginger Snaps is one of my faves for werewolves. Really good. But no better werewolf story than next week. That's right. On Bleeder's Digest. Hell Carna- yeah. Carnivore. Oh, so we have uh, Mark Kelly on that story as well, who was in Jacob's Wife and Mad Men and Fear the Walking Dead. So he's awesome. And he so, buys donuts in Burbank. I saw he him. Does. Ooh, and he does. Where? Yeah. Why? Well, I don't, I'm not sure. It was a. <laughs> <laughs> I love donuts and I live in Burbank. I need like, to donuts. Like, What's why, the other why one? are you teasing her? That's not I think nice. it might've been on. Uh, yeah, it was on. Is there on Buena Vista? I think it was the dough, dough nuts with the, oh, the only thing missing is you or some yeah, weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I might've been. Don't that, get a divorce. Get a donut. donut. Yeah. We got those the other night. Mm. We've been eating a lot of donuts lately. Yeah. I like Halloween donuts. I'm really into it. Yeah. Krispy Kreme has their selection out. You have to uh, line up around the block to get those. I know. It's so hard. Yeah. Yeah, I tried to go, uh, but they weren't available yet. So I don't know. Voodoo Donuts has an impressive, impressive selection. Oh, yeah. They now have like eight Halloween donuts. 
at our location, which they usually never do. So I'm really impressed. Yeah, usually only in Portland, but this time, yeah, we got a Frankenstein, a mummy, a gra- graveyard with uh, gummy worms and Oreo cookie. I think my complaining <clears throat> has really helped this. Like I write them all the time, possibly, yeah, and tell them how ridiculous it is that like all these other locations have. Like, do you really? Pump- yeah, I do. she does. <laughs> you write to a donut. Yeah, she does donut. that to us with Bleeders Digest. <laughs> <laughs> you really would I wait a minute. Yeah, no, she I does. really she yeah, does. Yeah, yeah, she does. She's, uh, yeah. Let's see the last thing I wrote to them. And this I always is do way it. better than our reviews. This is exciting. This is an exclusive. You, wait, how do you write to them? What do you mean? Like on Twitter or you just write on Instagram? Have- yeah, Instagram she DMs them usually. Yep. So you okay. So you're complaining. Oh wow. Okay, said so <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. There's a lot of notes to Voodoo Donuts in your phone. And none of them are ever responded to, just so you guys know. <laughs> you want to read it? <laughs> we miss your donuts from the Universal Studios Hollywood location so much, it's ridiculous. We talk about it on our podcast a lot. A nice listener almost sent us some from Portland. It's National Donut Day on Friday, and no other donut will suffice. We've had to slum it lately with other donuts. We take our donut consumption seriously and only want the best if we're going to eat all those calories. When will you be open again? I need an eight mile now. Please send an answer or some donuts. Wow. Lauren, if you ever, ever complain to me again that you're too busy to do something, I'm you. Yeah, Lauren's like, I'm just so glad. That was sent at 2 a.m. on June. <laughs> I would say like it was sent at 2 a.m. So I, you know, how many times can one person write donuts? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that was that was obviously during like the thick of the pandemic when things were yeah, well, nothing was going dying. on. You guys <laughs> were making movies. I was writing donuts. He's writing voodoo donuts. Wow, this is a worldwide pandemic, and this is your problem. <laughs> Eight, an eight mile donut. That's the one with the M and M's on it. That's the one with the M and M's. Get it? Like that's what they call the eight mile. Oh, you lose yourself to the music, the moment, and let it go. I Whatever he said. More and more about you guys every post. <laughs> I don't like any of it. <laughs> we were going to talk about delusion, but then the post show is going to be two hours long. Next, next. Yeah, week. we can save well, it. We yeah, should we'll probably it. give a shout out to. So obviously, we have <clears throat> the carnivore coming out on um, Monday. Mm-hmm. We also have one coming on Thursday. And in case carnivore doesn't have a post show, we I like to keep you guys guessing. It's called the Skinned Man, and it stars Ooh. Chaz Bono. Oh. And it stars Bonnie Aarons, and it stars. Who's that? Who's that? Yeah, just the nun. No big deal. Chaz Bono. Yeah, and he is beyond scary like holy shit so he was really fun to work with and um i think he might be making another appearance with leaders in the future so that's exciting and um it also stars radic lord and nolly marina i had a bunch of great actors come in for that because there's a lot of parts and am i in that one i think so i think you have <laughs> i don't know it's like we're all in all of them i feel like i don't know i don't remember i did so many weird like you know we'll be like Come in here and yell, stop, don't shoot. You know, like, okay. <laughs> but this one is cool because it's based around Halloween night and a, a tale from a town and a horrible, horrible thing happens. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> All right. Well, now I know what I'm going to be doing for the rest of the week. Editing are you guys wearing, wearing matching shirts? <laughs> no. It looks like you are. Oh, no. no. I'm wearing a Jennifer's body shirt. And I'm oh, she's wearing an it, it Follows. I'm wearing House of the Devil sweatpants. 
Jesus, where do you get all the dead rats? House of the Devil merch. Do they make House of the Devil merch? They do. They do. It's one of my favorite movies. I like them. Yeah, Ty West, House of the Devil. That was Jennifer's body because I think Trevor is a teenage girl. I am. I am. You interviewed House of the Devil people? That we yeah, said? back in the day with uh, the, the the actress and the director. Yeah, Ty West and Jocelyn Donahue. Wow, yeah. that's a they fucking great were, movie. Very nice. So, so very how's good. this for a sign? Okay, so um, remember we were trying to think of a sign off thing. Yes, that's right. Yeah. How about stay bloody? Anyone? I was thinking Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> stay bloody. Stay, oh, stay bloody for now. Stay bloody. Yeah, I like that. Stay bloody. Stay, stay bloody like, like that. Stay bloody. How about like stay bloody and keep reading? No. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Did you say stay bloody and keep bleeding? And keep bleeding. I should have said oh, that. No, I was trying to be dorky. You get well, the old read, reader's the digest. Point, but you don't digest. read the story. I know. I was just being stupid. How about stay bloody and keep listening? I like stay bloody and keep bleeding. But yeah, keep listening makes more stay sense. Bloody. Stay bloody. Stay bloody. Stay bloody. How about, how about listen till your ears bleed? Ooh. No. You just say no to anything I say. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like, I could literally come up with the most badass shit ever. Well, you just be like, oh, God, I dropped my phone. Stay bloody and keep. What did, what did you say? Bleeding, no. she said. I said, no, I said, listen till your ears bleed. And then stay bloody and keep reading. And then, I mean, like, and then, yeah, like, what if, like, one of us is like, stay, like, like, listen till your ears bleed. And then they're like, stay bloody, peace, you know, something like peace that. Out. Peace out. Listen to your ears bleed. Stay bloody. Yo, yeah. it's lit. Take a <laughs> look. It's in a book. Bleeders the digest. The I, like that. I like the bleeding rainbow. <laughs> Stay bloody, everybody. All right. I'll go with, we'll go with that for this week. Okay. Or we, uh, how about, okay, this week, that's Trevor's. How about each so everyone, week? Everyone has a different one each week. Or next week, that's you. And I all right, you got to come up with one next week. Yeah. Can't contain the word donuts. Damn. <laughs> Skipped, Chrissy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm stopping this now. <laughs>